Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Joining me as always, Mr. Beautiful and Blue. How's it going, Andy? I'm pretty good. My week is thrown off. Like it's almost like when you have a let's say, oh, Labor Day's coming up. Like that week where it's like, oh, what day is it? Like just following final round golf coverage and a playoff into you know, into a Monday after evening, honestly, really threw my week for a loop. I'm not quite sure what day it is, but it was fun. Um, really, really tough scene for Pam, who had the two leaders pretty much the entire tournament. And then Tony Fino, the man who just can't ever get it done, somehow does get it out done. Out of nowhere. Or out of, and he, he was hanging around, but man, that, that was really something. I, honestly, like, it sucked for for i mean our show because it would have been cooler to have a win but it was it was still it was still cool to see uh tony fino get a win either way so i was pretty proud of the guy and yeah he's he's a winner again on tour and i think he was like 60 to 1 pre-tournament so congrats to anybody who had him i grabbed a bunch of stuff late honestly with my fino number at 12 pretty much just broke even on all that I had some nice top twenties hit. I bet on the on the golf show on Tuesday. We'll be doing that tonight again. I bet there will be a playoff. People were able to find that at as high as four to one, which is a wow. pretty good number. So, congrats on that. And yeah, somebody did reach out and thank me, which was cool that somebody actually played it. Good job for him. And then uh, NFL sucked last night. That wasn't a good game at all. It was cool no. seeing. Did you watch any? Not really. I was kind of watching the score a little bit. I didn't see any of the actual game. It just kind of looked like a mess, so I never turned it on. Yeah, Jameis, Jameis played well, as you can see right next to me, too. The prize picks entry I gave away yesterday paid out at 3-1. to one. That is a power play. There's different ways to do this. I always just do the riskiest, apparently, because I'm not uh, <laughs> full, I haven't fully figured out all the different ways to do it. There is a less risky way to do this, but I was pretty confident that Trevor would just get enough time to, by, by attrition to get to 100 yards. He did. And Ty Montgomery, running back receiver. He's a running back, but he's a receiver, so... His receiving yards, that was a no-doubter. He got a shitload of yards. The easiest one would have been Marquez uh, Calloway. Jesus. He had like 100 yards after the first two drives receiving. But you yeah. can join me on uh, on the prize picks here, and we're going to have some fun giveaways going forward. We're going to have some, some free entries where, uh, you know, all you have to do is play, join, play along, and we'll get you some free entries where you can free roll your way into some of these contests. Um, I will have another one for golf tonight. I haven't put that together yet because I am – struggling with this bmw um research it's a it's a tournament that again moves around a little we don't play it at the same place every week it was like olympia fields last year it's a cave something cave creek in baltimore outside of baltimore honestly uh this year it's looking like a super easy course that they're trying to make harder so i think it's going to be a longer course uh i'm back to the well with Corey connors he's 45 50 to one at some places i always just grab these numbers from the same place because usually they're not the best numbers and i put them up because usually people can find something better do shop around Corey connors i think i saw 50 to one out there and same thing with uh, scotty scheffler 33 to 35 if you go hunt around so go look for some better numbers than this but scotty scheffler he played well, especially into the weekend, and Corey Connors obviously played very well. He top 20 for me, although I did nail that 
um, when I put it out last uh, a week ago today, and I said, Corey Connors, I don't think he can win, but he's going to be there. And that was a very astute by me, I guess. I'll pat myself in the back for one thing last week, at least. It's kind uh, of been his year. It's Story yeah. of his year. It's, it, 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 he is just right there, and his number was a little off. I'm really ha- more happy with, uh, obviously, Keegan, how well he played. He cashed almost a 4-1 to one top 20. And, uh, yeah, that's it for now. I'll have some prop stuff out tomorrow, but definitely more tonight. Join us on the YouTube stream. We'll be uh, Pam and I will be taking a look at this uh, course in Baltimore. That'll be fun. It's uh, our we- our weekly Scheffler ticket. I, I, maybe not weekly, but bi-weekly. What do you think? I mean, we've we yeah, him a lot this year. I do back him a lot. Ropat gang, guys. So, yeah, Scotty and Corey this week, and that's pretty much it. I'll probably add something tonight, but those were my first clicks. Speaking of first clicks, you clicked all over the goddamn board today. I think you bet on three different tennis tournaments, <laughs> starting with the shitty ones. And I shouldn't shit on Chicago. They're doing their best. They put together a pretty cool tournament, I think. It's not bad. It's, you know, it's a 250. It's the week before a slam, so it's slim pickings. We'll talk about the slam that's coming up next week in just a second, but a couple bets here in Chicago. Um, we'll start with Kaya Kanepi. Talked about this one yesterday. Um, hopefully you did grab this yesterday at plus 125. It started to tick down. Plus 115, still okay. But again, against Marta Kostiuk, a young player who is pretty solid, but not on this particular surface. I'm happy to back her here. Um, Kanepi looks solid in her first match and generally plays well in these kind of tournaments. This is where she builds up her ranking points and allows herself to kind of stick around on tour here. So like Kanepi here as a dog, I have this pretty even, actually I have Kanepi as a small favorite um, if I was really going to um, do it big free, basically. Um, the other play that we have here in Chicago, Teresa Martinkova. She couldn't get it done in two sets for us the other day, but I thought looked very good in the second and third set. Kind of needed to work the rust off there in the first set. Happy to back her here as an underdog. Um now, there's a lot going on this week between NFL futures, NBA futures, again, the U.S. Open coming up. I wonder if, you know, in the trading room, these smaller tournaments are getting a lot of attention because if I look at this line for Martin Kova here, this looks like basically a straight correlation from the title odds. And the title odds to me look like there was some sort of injury, some sort of concern about that built in. Again, I don't think the adjustment has been made enough based on how solid she looked in that first match, kind of expecting her to bounce back into form. So playing Su Wei Shea, who's a crafty veteran, I like very much, but I have Martin Sova as a solid favorite in this match. So happy to take her at plus anything. Um, looks pretty good to me. And then the other smaller tournament in Cleveland, um, Nadia Podoroska here. We're going to take her on two spreads. Minus three is the main spread. You should be able to find that just about everywhere. And you poke around. Some websites have alt spreads. I was able to find a minus five and a half plus 250. I think not only does she have a good shot of winning this match, but beating Alexandra Sastovich by quite a bit. Sastovich is a player who you know, generally beats women kind of outside of the top 75 or so, but kind of gets handed her lunch against some of the better players, and I think Podoroska is one of them. So happy to lay some games there with her. And we'll take a total um, in Cleveland as well. Caroline Garcia playing Annette Contivate. Um, almost bet the three sets here, but just didn't love the number. So 20.5 was nice. If you have 21 at standard juice or less, that's fine as well. The 20.5 was a little juicy. I think that was minus 115 or minus 120. So that's what we got in the smaller events, Andy, before we get into the buildup. The, the U.S. Open honey juices. And real quick before we get to that, and you can flip the thing, Matt, but somebody did mention not getting their Yeti. Yes, yes, it is just like everything else in the entire world right now. I ordered a garage door. It took six weeks longer than it was supposed to. 
They're supposed to arrive this week. Apologies. Nothing ever shows up on time thanks to the logistics mess that the pandemic, but they are, they're laser cut and ready. And God, I hope we get them shipped out soon. I, uh, I had to go to a golf tournament to get mine. I got my 3M Open one here. So, all right, U.S. Open in beautiful Flushing Meadows. Home of, the hun- home of the honeydews. That's very interesting. That's right. Flushing Meadows. This will be coming up. The actual uh, first round play here for the U.S. Open starts on Monday. Um, but as is a Grand Slam, there's a lot of fun. The qualifying is actually two fields of 128 players um, fighting for, I think, it's 16 spots um in the in the draw um so it's 16 or 8 i'm pretty sure it's 16 anyway we'll have a bunch of tennis for the men the women all the way up through friday here so a couple plays for us this afternoon had a couple that just got underway but we have aster sharma here minus three games sharma a pretty solid young player who just continues to get better um played against victoria kuzmova who was very talented is left-handed which can be a little bit tricky but i don't see any struggles for sharma historically playing left-handed players and I'm happy to rely on Kuzmova to be the player she's been the last few months instead of the player she was two years ago. So minus three games is pretty solid here. Um, looked around, tried to see if I could sell some games here, but with these qualifier matches, there's not really any alts. If you do have some, let me know. I'll, I'll give you some advice there. Um, I haven't found any. The next one up, Ellen Perez, the um, Australian underdog here, is playing against Lesia Sorenko. Sorenko, again, a solid tour veteran, but... Um, this match I have much more closely lined. Perez had a nice run and played some very competitive matches in the earlier part of the hardcore season. Hasn't played much lately over on clay or grass. So I think, again, we're getting the benefit of kind of the market having forgotten about her a little bit and not really being sure of what she's going to be able to accomplish. Um, she's been here practicing and warming up from what I can tell. So at plus 190 in a match where I have her around plus 150, I'm happy to take a swing there. And then Ekaterine Gorgatz is playing Lucretia Stefanini. Stefanini playing, I believe, her first match on hardcore um, this year, her first match in quite some time. I believe it'll be her first tennis in a few months. Gorgat's been playing nicely in some of these smaller events. So I have her out to minus 160 or so. So minus 130, minus 135 is okay. Um, a couple picks and qualifiers. We'll have a bunch of those um, as we go through the week. So lots and lots and lots of tennis if you're looking for something to, to watch or follow this afternoon. Yeah, I might, uh, I might try to find a parlay partner for Bethany and Shelby Rogers in the doubles down in Cleveland, just because Bethany is my girl. And that is a very prohibitive price on her right now. Maybe I'll just play it anyway. She's great in, in doubles. We'll talk about her once World Team Tennis starts. She's great to back. Goddess, a goddess in doubles. Her and Jack Sock, the the team, they probably take down anybody in the world. Honestly, in mixed doubles, I think they have won some slams together. Um, football, though, we're continuing to count down the days to football by looking at some of the. Exotic er, more exotic markets offered over there at WinBet. This is a similar kind of a spin on yesterday's. We talked about most points scored. We really, if you missed it, a decent conversation about how you can create some, you know, a couple of looks there by using a different market too, with the heavy correlation between the MVP winner and the highest scoring team, as it turns out, as I started to look back at that. Fewest points conceded was a little different. It is usually just a very, very dominant defense. But also, I kind of looked at this too. You almost don't want a team that's too good on offense because a really good offensive team just turns into garbage points. Like teams don't, they don't trot out the high end defense there in the fourth quarter when they're up 
21. They're up 17. A three-score lead doesn't doesn't uh, lead you to calling your best defensive plays and stopping the team from scoring. So I'm a little sketched out by some of the teams, although the, the top two teams, the Ravens and the football team at plus 750 and 11 to 1, honestly might not have the best offenses at times. It's, you know, the Ravens are struggling with much injuries and football team just doesn't quite have all the pieces there yet. So uh, they're probably chalk for a reason. Uh, Alex, did you find anything you liked here? I had a couple maybe I can talk about. Yeah, the Washington football team I, I kind of caught my eye, given this, the, their opponents and the fact that I don't see them trying to really score a lot of points. That They're going to be happy to salt away games like Rivera is. The Ravens I really didn't like as the number at the top, honestly. I thought given their schedule, given, honestly, the propensity to be happy to score points late in games, I, I think it does kind of turn it into a little bit of like a track meetish kind of thing. So I like what you said about looking for good defenses, but you want – a good defense on a bad team. And I saw somebody here in the chat talking about the Giants. The Giants are going to have a good defense. We know those NFC East games are really ugly. There's not a lot of optimism about having a lot of points scored in kind of those set eight division games they're going to be playing outside of maybe the two games against the Cowboys. But I think that's kind of a nice way to look about it. As I kept looking at the list, there just wasn't really any other defense that stuck out to me. Again, maybe the Buccaneers, but you're kind of playing the risk of them not caring maybe the last game or so. But maybe you take them now, knowing that you can take maybe the over in their game or something, or their opponent's team total unders in six week sixteen and seventeen. You if you wanted to get real creative, so Buccaneers seventeen to one kind of stuck out to me, and that's about it though, because all the other teams either look like they were going to score too many points and give opportunities, like you said, for junk time, or just the defenses didn't look as great to me. Maybe the Browns or something like that, because again, that division's going to have a lot of ugly games, but. The Buccaneers are one that stuck out to me, but with the plan of, you know, monitoring it closely those last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of – I put the Browns kind of in this category with the Buccaneers. Like, man, this offense might be good, and that, that leads to garbage time. I don't need that. My quick thoughts would be we talked about the Broncos last night. If you missed that, we had a good conversation about the Broncos on the deep dive. Very, very good secondary, maybe a top secondary, I think. It's, and, again, you're – you're, the middle of the field might be a little softer with some linebacker play, but I think you can have pretty good pass rush, pretty good secondary, and that's enough to limit teams, limit teams to field goals. And maybe the Dolphins. I don't know. I I have some weird feelings about the Dolphins. So those two. It's and- hard for me to, pe- to peg the Dolphins. I guess at the and the Broncos, I like that because they're happy to run the ball too, right? I, I don't think they're going to have any quarterback really trying to chuck it down the field unless somebody in one of our chats is really right about Drew Luck. Lock. Yeah, I I really I don't think no matter what they're doing they're going to have a very high end offense with either quarterback. So yeah, Broncos and maybe the uh, I really do believe in the Miami defense and I do have questions on that offense as well. So a couple of teams that I think will have high end secondaries and uh, like yeah, don't bet the Rams. I just would say no. that that's what I'm, I'm wiping off right away. So the 49 I, I don't think that one is a great bet either. If you want to bet this market, you can sign up, obviously, for a WinBet account. If you're in a legal state, we'd appreciate it if you did. They are the official sponsor. We thank them for that. You can get your $500 risk-free bets, which you can bet on some baseball, tennis, and use your regular deposit for bets like this to take a full season to settle. Please don't use your free bets on futures. That's just silly. With that, thanks for joining us. If you're in the YouTube chat, give us a thumbs up. If you don't follow him on Twitter already, follow Noobs at underscore noops. He's got all the tennis there early. If you want to be getting the best of the numbers, follow him on Betsperts at Alex Christensen. And you know what? 
have a good Tuesday, huh? That's it. That's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow for WinBet Wednesday. WinBet Wednesday. Big surprise. Double WinBet Wednesday. Double WinBet Wednesday.